Welcome to the Web Fit Nation podcast, podcast number four with Zach Ansaldo and Kelvin Franklin here today to talk to you a little bit about some common myths. Mythbusters. Mythbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm, I was pumped that we were going to do this episode because in the health and fitness industry, you could have 20 episodes about myths and um and just debunking different things that people say because i hear some crazy things just walking around the gym over here in conversations and articles that pop up on yahoo on my feed or instagram facebook stop eating these foods and you'll instantly lose your belly fat so this is one that we could go on and on about we probably definitely won't cover everything <laughs> that's out there today. we're just barely even scratching the surface yeah, th- today this will be like one of those like series that we could have you know so this uh, could almost be like a, a weekly or monthly thing right, if we wanted it to. Right, right. right so I'll, I'll let you jump into the first one and then we can just go from there what you say all right sounds good um yeah we just kind of wrote down a few here if um after the episode if anyone has maybe some specific topics that they want to cover Maybe it won't be a whole episode, but maybe we'll just definitely touch definitely, on it at some point. Definitely, let us know. Always willing for suggestions, definitely. but we'll just get it kicked off with the short list that we put together here. Uh, first and foremost, um, let's differentiate the um, being healthy and losing weight, especially when it comes to yeah. diet. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, explain a little bit about your philosophies and your thoughts on. Gotcha exercise and nutrition for being overall healthy and becoming more fit or losing weight you know yeah yeah. you know what man when we man you talked about this this one i think this is the one i hear the most and see the most in terms of like social media and just what the information that's out there today because like people like to group these together when they're really not the same at least from a, a, a scientific standpoint they're not the same right Obviously, if you lose weight, you're going to become a little more healthier, right? Because of like you got like less body mass, you know. But in terms of like just health versus weight loss, I feel like they're totally different. And the reason is because like health talks about improving improving your blood work, right? It's like improving more within. And weight loss is more of a energy uh, equation, right? So like making sure that you have if if weight loss is a goal, then uh, calories in versus calories out. You know what I mean? So like it's more of a, a energy expenditure. The two can kind of coexist, but they got some pretty big differences. And as long as somebody understands that, I think that's where uh, they if, if they don't, we can run into problems because healthy. You can it, it's about eating nutrient dense foods and, and making sure that you have a variety and things of that nature. Whereas weight loss is more of I need to be in a caloric deficit to lose weight. And there's yeah. There's, you could definitely go too far. Yeah, definitely, on the, definitely on the weight loss portion. Portion, and you may, you may look the way that you always look wanted to look, but as far as your health barometers are concerned, right, right, you may and, be taking yourself in the wrong direction. Totally agree. Because just because a person is losing weight doesn't mean that they're getting healthier. Because they may be in a caloric deficit off of eating 500 calories a day, you know, or, or a Twinkie a day, or whatever, you know. That doesn't mean that their blood work is improving or anything like that, you know. Uh, or, or the health, uh, you know, landmarks are getting any better. So um, give us just maybe the people who are listening a couple small examples of maybe some strategies. You kind of touched on the caloric deficit for weight loss, but if your goal, you know, maybe your doctor came to you and said, you know, Kelvin, your, your blood work is 
not so hot right now. We need to do something about this. What would be kind of the approach or the strategies going to adjusting just health and then worrying about the aesthetics I'm later? totally with you. So in terms of health, a person needs to make sure they're getting an adequate amount of calories per day, right? If health is the goal, then looking at like certain macronutrients aren't really the thing that you should be really focusing on right now. Like right now, if health is the goal, then variety, like me and you've always talked about, is, mm-hmm. the, is the goal, right? So making sure that you have enough uh, healthy fats and enough uh, protein sources in your day and enough fruits and vegetables in your day. You know what I mean? So like making sure that your plate is, is colorful throughout the day, you know, that's where like the health comes in. And I think me and you say that people just get that mixed up a lot because that doesn't mean weight loss. Right, yeah. right. I mean, genetically, right. Truth of the matter is, some people are, they got better genes as far as looking more aesthetically pleasing than others. But there might be someone who, quote unquote, looks like they're carrying a little bit more weight. But in reality, they yeah. may be much healthier That's right. than someone who's got a six pack. Totally, totally, it, totally. There's definitely needs to be more, more, there needs to, that line needs to be drawn more clearly in mass media. Yeah. And, people who have you know large platforms um who are you know maybe in an influential um they're they're in a position to influence people and educate people they need to make that distinction agreed from the beginning because i think people just have been misled yeah yeah. their whole lives yeah i agree and make and make those assumptions that that's that the two go together hand Mm -hmm. in hand when they really don't correct yeah good deal so so let's let's keep moving on uh, the the next one, um, talking about probably one that you hear a lot uh, from from a workout standpoint, uh, is squatting bad for your knees. The plain and simple answer <laughs> is no. Squatting is not bad for your knees. Agreed. Squatting with poor form, yeah, is bad for your knees. Yeah. Squatting is a motion that it's it's quote unquote a primal movement. Right. This right. is innate to you it's human nature to be able to squat i mean if you go back hundreds thousands of years that's how people sat next to the campfire right right the bathroom you know you need it's something that we're born with the capability of doing that's right and then modern day society we've kind of taken that away true um i mean you you see little babies squatting down like it's nothing yep perfect form every time yep i know what you mean <laughs> so we're born with the ability to squat down just fine and going you know even full depth which some people would say that that's you know squatting's fine but don't go past parallel mm-hmm. even still it, it's real easy to uh to point the fingers because mm-hmm. someone maybe have injured themselves squatting mm-hmm. but in fact the reason was they were just doing it incorrectly yeah, exactly it's like if you were driving a car and you were you know you weren't shifting gears when you needed to shift gears, you know, your car is going to break down. The transmission's going to give out at some point. Absolutely. But if you're incorrectly taking care of your body when you're going through the motions, then your knees are going to break down at some point. Absolutely. So doing things efficiently will actually help stabilize your knees and make them stronger mm-hmm. and be able to withstand, you know, more mm-hmm. grueling workouts or yeah. maybe everyday activities just a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what, to actually bring point bring home your point even more, I looked it up, and I, I went all the way back into the literature. I think it, it was in nineteen in the 1960s, mid-1960s, uh, Dr. Klein was the one who came out and said that athletes shouldn't squat um, past parallel because it's bad for knees, right? 
And it he said that it was because of the compressive forces of the knee joint and blah, 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 blah. And to this day, we have not been able to replicate his study, right? Like, so, like, there is no study to back it up what he had Can't presented. replicate it. Right. And he actually got published in ESPN and, and Sports Illustrated and all these things kind of carried it on mm. and said that this was true. And, and so, therefore, athletes stopped squatting uh, past parallel because they thought it was bad for the knee. But to this day, there has not been been able to back that up. And what the, even the most current research shows that your hamstrings and quads allow for you to be able to handle that compressive force. And y- there's no actually nothing wrong with it at all. Like you said before, the only thing that's wrong with it is improper form, improper technique, mm-hmm. and therefore a person probably shouldn't be trying to do like heavier weights when they don't have the correct technique. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah. funny you looked up, you looked it up too, and found the origin of where that philosophy came from because I did the same thing, <laughs> and I found a article in a study where they took um, Olympic weightlifters, yeah, runners, and basketball players, yeah. And they tested the stability of their knees after the Olympic weightlifter had done a full squat session. Uh-huh. The runner ran uh, 10K, yeah. and the basketball player had a, uh, an hour-long practice. And they just tested the stability of the knees, and the Olympic weightlifter blew everybody else out everybody the window. Everybody out the water. <laughs> everybody out the water. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I, I, I want to say that I think in a, tr- in a proper training program that intensities should be varied. Uh, loads should be varied and things of that nature. Like a person shouldn't be doing a one rep max all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think those those things need to be made just for safety precautions. But in 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 the, just a general term, is squatting bad for your knees? The answer is no. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's the case, then sitting on your couch and everything else should be you know outlawed. You know? <laughs> 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 all right, man. All right, let's uh, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going here. What we got next? Um, Will weight training make you bulky? I, I get this even oh indirectly. God. I'll get this from clients all yes. the time. Um, and mainly it's women, which I understand they're concerned. They don't want to look like they're uh, they don't want to look like they got biceps and traps, you know, coming mm-hmm. out with veins and everything. Mm-hmm. But I do get it from men too, who are under the impression that you know they just want to look slim and mm-hmm. lean. Which I get that. Mm-hmm. There's a certain look they're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't understand that you can still use weights in the proper way. And it's um, so just go in a little bit of that. I, I don't want to take away from you. No, 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 absolutely. I, you know what? I, I get the same thing all the time, too, Zach. And I, I believe that it's just come from misinformation from people, you know, passed down because they believe that once they touch weights, they're going to look like some cartoon character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When that's really not the case. I mean, um, most people that uh, lift weights, it's only going to make you stronger, make you feel better, uh, make you perform better, make you move better. In terms of you gaining some absurd amount of muscle, if you if you have that capability, please let me know because <laughs> I've been trying to do it my yeah, entire life. Yeah, I hear life. you, man. I've been trying to get like those cartoon <laughs> right, characters. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, in most people's genetics, even they'd have to go out of their way to get to that point. Absolutely. And, and even if you have those genetics, it's a certain type of training, a certain type of nutrition that's right. going to get people not, there. Yeah, not to mention the, the nutritional standpoint. Like you just said, I mean, you would have to be in such a high caloric surplus to even be somewhere, you know, even close to gaining muscle like that. I mean, the body just doesn't work that way, you mm-hmm. know. 
Um, gaining muscle is a is a very hard thing to do. Yep. It's not something that the body just likes to do. It has way a higher list of priorities to do than you putting on absurd amounts of muscle. Right. You know? Um, so I, I just think that's just really misinformation. And weight training will never make a person bulky. Now, there is a, the thing where if you are gaining muscle and not losing body fat, you may appear that you may think that you're getting bulkier. But that's, just, that's, that's more of a nutritional concern, not really so much as your training concern. Correct. Yeah. Totally agree. So moving on. Um, so I, to even just put this in context, I, I know that me and you oftentimes uh, get people that want to go on a strict diet or, or, or per se and they may think that they have to miss out on uh, social events or not go out with their friends or go to a basketball game or a baseball game or, you know, all these different events. Um, how, what, what do you feel about that when they feel like they got to be dedicated and strict so much to where they can't go eat with the family? Uh, I really like this question. I'm glad that you asked me this question because I am a very social being. and yeah. I, I like going out with my friends yeah. and family and having a good time. As much as anybody, I, I I like being around people, and uh, if anyone knows my friends or family, most of them don't enjoy doing all the same things that Definitely. I do. Their habits aren't don't reflect mine. Yeah. But I don't skip events or gatherings because of the other choices that I make. Mm -hmm. um, there's a few different ways you can look at it. First and foremost, I try and live this way all the time, and I preach this to as many people as I can. Live by the 80-20 rule. If you're making good decisions 80% of the time and then just enjoy life the other 20, I mean, it's all about balance. Yeah. Like you wanna, You're want to, you not going to want to look back 10 years from now and wish that you had maybe been a little bit stricter because now you're really overweight, yeah. but you could say the exact same thing about the opposite. Right, right, You wish right. that maybe you had enjoyed yourself a little bit more and weren't sitting at home all the time by yourself eating chicken and broccoli on Saturday <laughs> night. So listen, if your friends – all right, hey, we're getting a big group together, and we're going to go uh, out for some pizza. Obviously, that's not the first choice if you're looking at you know trying to be as healthy as possible. But maybe you got two other meals in the day. Be really good up to that point. Drink a bunch of water before you go, and then go enjoy it. Go, go do your thing, and don't feel bad about it. Yeah, absolutely. People like, want to punish themselves the next day or skip out on events. Absolutely. Just go do your thing. Enjoy your company. Have fun. And then just get back to where you left off the next morning. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I get so many people like, oh, I got this work uh, event on Saturday night, whatever. It's a Christmas party. Well, the event's not till 7 o'clock. Right. Like, wake up, eat a you know, decent breakfast, maybe go for a walk, eat a decent lunch, have a couple relatively healthy snacks. You got the whole day before that. So you can plan ahead and plan around it. And even just some days just – let yourself go. I mean, in all honesty, you're never going to stick with it if you're going to have to be 100% on point every single day for the rest of your life. You're right. No one's going to do that. You're right. I'm not going to do that. You're right. So the answer, the easy answer is you do not have to miss, and nor would I recommend missing any of the things you're already doing just for your for your diet or exercise. There may be a couple sacrifices here or there. Make a little bit better choice when you go out with your friends, but – just have fun. Yeah, definitely, definitely. At the end of the day, we're all on this journey of health and fitness to improve our quality of life. So let's keep the good parts that we already yeah. have and just yeah. try and improve some yeah. other areas yeah. rather than 
trying to take away take something. Take away everything. Yeah. 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 Totally agree. To, to even uh, to, to add to that, I would say that a lot of times, man, I, in, 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 at least in my experience in terms of coaching and helping people, that I just feel like we, we prepare poorly. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know you're going on a social event. You know you have something coming up. Well, prepare for that. You know what I mean? If if you're if it's going out to eat with some friends or whatever, maybe look at the menu beforehand. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe have an idea of what that place already has. So when you get there, you're not acting on emotion of of the of being there, and then end up maybe binging or overeating or you know eating so much to where you feel bad or, or yeah. something of that nature. You know, I I, I think that preparation is so, is so key in terms of that. I, you mentioned another one, um, drinking water. I mean. That that's one thing that I think that people like oftentimes miss when they go to social events. You know, maybe you should have a couple extra glasses so it maybe keep you away from having you know three, four, five adult beverages. You know what I mean? Maybe your one or two would be good, and then having water on top of that would be just fine. You know, so I just think that in terms of just helping bring home your point is that preparation is also very very key in in that social event thing yeah it's funny that we're even talking about i forgot we were asking this question today (laughs) and i just got done writing a whole blog post (laughs) about you about it was about traveling but a lot of these principles still add to that planning ahead yeah you know you're traveling for work you're going to go out to dinner with your coworkers or your clients or whatever it is so and it's planning ahead yeah Enjoy it while you're there. Yeah. Don't stress out about it. it just move on. Sometimes right. the stress is like is, is the is the worst part of yeah, it. Yeah. It's like well now you ate bad and your cortisol levels right. are high. Right. Now you're just you know stacking things right. up against right. yourself. Right. Right. And then the rest of the week you feel like you got to eat uh, spinach because that you just did so bad. You got to cleanse or detox. You know what I mean? So like yeah. It's just it's just too much, man. And I feel like that that's a preparation is just a huge portion of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So. Um, Next is this. This goes along again with something I hear all the time, and it drives me crazy. And trust me, this is going from the the CrossFit guy. <laughs> I, I I love pushing myself and testing yeah. myself yeah. and doing those high intensity workouts. However, there is a time and a place for it. I'm not going 100 miles an hour every single day. If people see you know my routine and watch me, they see. Okay, today's a little bit less intense than it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Every single day is not going to be like that. So let's clear the air here. Is soreness a sign of a great workout? Do you have to be sore to make gains or to make progress? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That would be the short side of it. Um, I, I get this a lot too because, you know, most people – you know, we, we live in a society where we want that instant gratification, you know, and so soreness is oftentimes that instant gratification of, oh, I did something, mm-hmm. right? Or, oh, I pushed myself or, oh, um, I'm, I'm making progress, right? And uh, it's, bec- it's, it's so they can actually have something tangible, you know what I mean, to their journey or whatever. But it, it, it's so false that it's just crazy, you know? Like you need – so you, we, we know that we need three things to make – pretty much muscle growth, right? We need to have uh, tension on the muscle, right? So mechanical tension. We know that we have to have some type of metabolic stress, right? That's that burning sensation that you get when you're working out, right? And then you also need uh, some sort of muscle damage. And that's a sweet spot. So like muscle damage, yes, is soreness, but there's a sweet spot to that. Mm -hmm. If you're getting overly sore, that means that you've pushed your body past its point of recovery, right? So now you now you go into the gym the next day, you can barely move. 
right? Like you can't perform anything. So now you've just wasted, you know, just valuable time that you could be using training again, you know? Yep. And I think that's the issue we run into because it's just that whole instant gratification thing that just has no scientific background to back it up, you know? Right, yeah. I, I had a girl at a class one time, kind of – it was a high-intensity class, like kind of boot camp-style class, and she just started – I don't think this girl had worked out a day in her life. And she just started was probably first, second week. And one day she was crying, and I was like, you know, ask her what was wrong. She said we were doing squ air squats or something, bodyweight squats, and she was like, my legs are just so sore from yesterday or Monday or whatever, two days ago. And I was like, listen, you – if you're that sore, yeah, take the day off. Right. And she's like so deterrent on these goals. She go, I can't miss a day. It's like you're holding yourself back. Like you're you'd be better off just going for a walk today or just doing some stretching, maybe a combination of the two, but just coming in here and torturing yourself to the point that you are literally in tears, you're you're not getting you're not doing yourself any favors. So don't need to torture yourself every single day. No. On occasion, it might happen if you're really going to put yourself here and there and, you know, on a test day. But, again, going back to what we said about the squat, you're not doing a one rep max. And you're not testing yourself every day. That's right. I mean, if you test yourself every day, you're not going to improve. That's right. That's right. Day after day. It That's takes right. time. So That's right. it should happen maybe on occasion. Maybe It doesn't have to happen at all. That's right. Um, it depends on what you're training for, which is a whole other topic. Are you training just for overall health? mobility right are you training for a specific event and performance it's a, there's a difference there um which is going to take you back to how hard you need to push yourself and even in the case like it took me a long time to get to that point I, i'm the guy who just loves going to the gym i love the, the grind every day yeah. i enjoy it but uh probably about a year and a half two years ago i actually started respecting the rest day yeah program rest day but oh i don't need it i'm good yeah but and I started actually resting myself, and about three four months later, I realized I've gotten a lot stronger. What yeah. did I change? Yeah. And the only thing that had changed was I was resting more. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly. what I always tell people I, I put it in terms of of like them working, uh, their at, at their job or career. Like you go in, you put an eight hour day in. That's something that you can probably come back and do tomorrow. You know, if you continue to do after after week, you can expect by by Friday if you have some some sort of balance at work that your performance on Friday will probably be good as just as good as you did on Monday, right? If you have that balance. But if you go in and put a 16-hour day in at work or and then you put in a 12-hour day in at work the next day, by Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, your 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 fatigue is so high to where you're just you don't you don't have that performance ability anymore, right? Like you're you're not you're tired, you're sluggish, you're not really moving so well at work, you're not really thinking so high, you know that high level that you were. It works the same way in the gym, you know? So like if you're if you're accumulating so much fatigue because you think that in in order to get results you have to push yourself to the max every single time, then over the course of the week you have gotten progressively worse instead of progressively better. That's right. Right? Like the goal is to always come back and repeat performance. Like you want to keep at least a baseline level of performance throughout the week, not have these significant highs and these low lows because right. that's 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 gonna you know be very detrimental to your gains. Uh, you know, per se, over the long haul. Absolutely, couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, so one one of the things that I got to talk about because this probably comes from uh, the I, I would say probably more line the the aesthetic 
portion of the community, like the bodybuilding community and stuff like that, because this is kind of like one of those questions that, well, one of those things that people believed back in the day that was like one of the things you had to do. Mm -hmm. And that was, do you have to eat six meals a day in order to lose weight or gain muscle? Yeah, yeah, I've heard this a lot. Um, and I've even played around with it myself. I've done it myself. I, I test out a lot of different things when it comes to nutrition. If I hear um, if I hear of a new strategy maybe I've never heard of or maybe I have and I've just never tested it, I'll give it a shot. And I can tell you based off the studies with, you know, large groups of people and myself, you know, anecdotal evidence, it doesn't make a difference. No. There's even – large amounts of evidence pointing in the opposite direction if you look at intermittent fasting yeah. and those things which yeah. again it's a whole nother topic but um you do not have to be eating all day long in order to lose weight or gain muscle right um you can you can lose weight or you can gain weight good weight muscle lean weight um by going about it either way yeah um by doing it smartly so and, and I know it comes to planning ahead, like we talked about before. If you're going to try and eat all day like that, it, it becomes a chore. Yeah. It is. It's kind of – it's more work for you. It is. So you got to have more snacks and things ready to go, and you got to pack them up in a cooler and bring it to work or wherever you're going to be. And it's like constantly on your mind, and it becomes more stressful than anything. Um, so you do not need to be eating all day long. If that's easier for you, then you c yeah you can do it yeah you can do that, but it, it's not a must. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I would say that just to, to piggyback off what you said again, um, behavior and lifestyle is the, it means the most here. You know, in, in terms of what does your schedule, what do you like, you know, what do you operate, what do you feel best on. That's what rules this this whole myth right here. I mean, you ob obviously. Um, you do not have to eat six times a day to be able to lose weight or gain muscle. That's 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 in, ingrained. So th the question is, how many times do I eat a day, right? And the answer would be, well, how many times do you would would you like to eat a day? That would that yeah. would probably be, uh, you know, where can you fit it in with your schedule and lifestyle? Yeah, if, if you if you want to eat several times throughout the day, you could do that. You that's just right. got to make the right choices. That's right. Um, but if you don't want to do that, it seems like a lot of work. Then that's fine too. That's right. That's right. Uh, you know what I've one thing I kind of want to mention here, I feel like much of the time when I see this uh, protocol kind of prescribed, a lot of times it's by supplement companies. And, yeah. and like two or three of those quote-unquote meals would yeah. be like drink our shake. Yeah, drink definitely. So, yeah, definitely. I mean you got to kind of take into consideration the person's where agenda who's from? giving you yeah, this information. Absolutely. Um, you know, if you're drinking – three four shakes a day absolutely not only is that going to be expensive and absolutely that's going to be tough for a lot of people to follow for very absolutely. long two it's a kind of a pain in the butt absolutely but three they want you to buy their shakes that's right <laughs> and more of them and if again it, you could make that work but it's not a necessity i agree so get that out the way if you want to do it you can't but you don't feel like you have to right 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 I, it just has to fit you know and to, to the last the last point of that i would say that um it needs to fit uh, the, the amount of calories that you have you know if you're eating 
a, a, a very low caloric diet, then you don't have six, you know, six meals to even give, you know, like, so if you're, if you want more volume in your food to feel fuller longer, then you may want to eat three times or, yeah. or, or whatever, you know, so it just needs to depend on where you are in your journey and what you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a, almost like a play on the words. If it fits your macros, if it fits your lifestyle, yeah. <laughs> if it fits your lifestyle, that's right. We're going to, we're going to start that we're gonna one. We're going to start that one out. <laughs> Everybody start tagging that. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, last but not least, lucky number seven, we got the holy grail. <laughs> I want to lose my belly. I just need to do more crunches. <laughs> What's the deal here? Can we spot reduce? Can we lose our bellies simply from doing more crunches? Oh, if you got, you know, maybe some arms that don't look the way you want them to, can you do more curls or dips to get those arms what's what's the answer here Kelvin? well, well to, to, to first off this this question is often asked but th they always act like it's an exercise question right like this is like i need to do this type of exercise to get this kind of effect on whatever body part right mm -hmm. and, and and unfortunately for uh in terms of belly fat that is uh, like we talked about with in terms of weight loss that is a a, a, a calorie expenditure equation you know and so it needs to be looked at from that standpoint, you know. So you can do crunches until you're blue in the face. But if you're over such and such body fat percentage, you're not going to be able to see those hard-working abs anyway, <laughs> you know. So I've done that before. I, <laughs> if, 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 you're, if this is something that you're leaning towards that you want to see in terms of results for seeing your, uh, sh you know, shapely abs or whatever, then you need to look at, you know, what is my calorie expenditure in a day in terms of what I'm taking in, right? Yep. And if, if, if that's the question, if that's the answer we're, we're seeking, then we need to start doing more movements that burn more calories, right? So those would be your compound movements, movements that move more muscle, you know, across space than you doing some isolation crunch motion you know that doesn't do anything because it's not very calorie so and just to clarify if anyone's not aware compound movements would be something that involves you're moving more than one joint right so maybe like a squat and a press right all in one motion right so rather right. than just simply sitting down and doing straight right. up and down right so you're moving multiple joints in one time so it, right. the way i always like to tell it to people is like yeah, it's gonna be harder, but yeah, you're, it's you're expending more energy in a shorter amount of time, so you're getting more bang for your buck. That's right. That's right. That's you're right. getting more bang That's for right. your buck there. So. That's right. This question is, is is so much more of a of a caloric you know question, a, a caloric expenditure question than it is just an exercise to lose my belly question. You know, um, and I just think those two are just mixed up way too much, man. I mean. If you got if you got twenty five percent body fat, you're not gonna be able to see your stomach. I don't care if you do a thousand crunches a day; like yep. it's just not happening. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, another one down. Um, I think that will answer a lot of people's pretty common questions. I think so too, man. Uh, I en I enjoyed this one. Yeah, this was good. This was good. We'll probably be doing another one of these at some point because this is definitely something that can go on and on. Um, but in the meantime, you guys, everybody, stay tuned. Holler at us with any topics or more Mythbusters that you want to cover and uh we'd be glad to take any suggestions we can get absolutely have a good one guys take care